Hello, and welcome back to today's solo episode, or I should say mini cast, even though I still don't know that if that's a word, but that's what we're going to call these because I'm trying to keep these under 10 minutes. So you get a bunch of good tips without having to sit through an hour of small talk and without the information overload, because I know how confusing health can be. It should be so simple, but with all the information nowadays, it can be really frustrating. So my goal here is just to give you like all the good tips without too much overload or frustration. So today we're going to cover the next three topics. There are the next three like main questions that I get from you. So here we go. So the three things that we will cover today are, should you use fiber powders for your gut and hormones? Should you eat frequently or should you space out your meals? And how long should you fast overnight? And as always, remember that it's about small changes because that's how you're going to get big results. So just take one thing that I'm saying today and implement it and then keep layering on and you will do amazing. But don't pressure yourself or stress yourself out that you need to do everything because that's impossible. And when people work on their gut, their hormones, their body, it's it's a journey. You know, it's not all at once. So don't stress about it. First up, we have fiber powders. Okay, so what are fiber powders? Very briefly, they are powders that feed your good gut microbes. Think of them like food or fertilizer to help grow your anti-inflammatory microbes so you can have a better gut. And with a better gut, you'll get better hormone health, immune health, skin health, mood, and all the goods. So some examples are acacia and inulin, which you've probably seen in my stories. And what's interesting is that fiber powders can actually offer more benefits than probiotics. And it's crazy to me because I feel like we always hear about probiotics, but nobody talks about fiber powders. Um, And fiber powders, unlike probiotics, can actually change your microbiome. So probiotics, yes, they can have benefits, but they can only have benefits while you're taking them and while they're passing through your system, but they actually don't change your gut in the long term. And fiber powders do. Um, So pretty crazy. And they're actually much easier to get and they're cheaper. So I really don't know why we're not talking about these more. Um, So I often recommend fiber powders when you're super busy and you don't have enough time to get your plant diversity in and you just don't have time to eat healthy or cook or when you're traveling and you're eating out a lot and it's just not possible to eat enough fiber. So they're really good. Um, Like I always take some when I'm traveling. So And I actually, I mean, I, like I mentioned, I recommend them during these times, but I also recommend them just as like a normal, good daily or weekly boost to your gut. So I personally use them several times a week and I add them to my coffee or my matcha or my smoothies um, because they're super easy to add into liquid. You just take a little hand blender and they have no taste. They have no texture. You have no idea that they're in there. So they're super easy to use. And I recommend that you start with acacia fiber because it's just more gentle and you can start with like one teaspoon, see how you do. And then you can add more if it feels good. And then inulin is the second one I use. And inulin for some people can cause a little bit of bloating. It's not bad bloating because it's the fermentation from the good bacteria, but for some people it can cause discomfort. So if you're using inulin, start with like half a teaspoon 
see how you feel. And if it feels good, then add more. You'll see me add these, um, use these in my stories. I used to share them a lot and I don't think I have recently, but I will. And that way you can see how I use them during my day. Okay. So next up, the question is, should you space out your meals and eat like less frequent, bigger meals, or should you eat more frequent, smaller meals? I worded that question super weirdly, but I hope it makes sense. Like basically, should you eat a bunch of small meals throughout the day or should you eat less big meals throughout the day? Still sounds weird, but I think you get the point. Um, Okay. So the answer to that is it is much better to have bigger and more spaced out meals. And the reason for that is because spacing out your meals or waiting at least like three hours between your meals allows your migrating motor complex to work. And your migrating motor complex or MMC, think of it as kind of like a housekeeping um, crew for your digestive tract. So it helps sweep away leftover food particles and keeps things moving slowly. Um, So by spacing out your meals, you give enough time for your MMC to work efficiently and prevent food from lingering in your gut. AKA, it keeps you regular. Um, And this is super important because in order to have a healthy gut and healthy hormones, you have to detox. And that means that your pooping pathway, your detox pathway has to be open and has to be eliminated at least once a day. And it's become like the new normal to be okay not going to the bathroom every day, but that is really not good. Like just because it's common does not make it normal and you really have to be eliminating every day. So that being said, spacing out your meals is really important. It helps clean your gut, helps the housekeeping crew. Like think about your house. If you're walking around all day and you have people around all day, then it's impossible for your house keeper to like organize and clean and things are just going to pile up. Um, So it's really important to kind of give your gut a rest, get out of the house and let the cleaning happen before you put other things inside. And this is not to say that you can't snack at all. Snacks are fine, especially like, you know, an afternoon snack between lunch and dinner can be fine. Um, But just try not to graze all day. And in order to not graze all day, Make sure that you're filling your meals with, think of key three meals, which we'll do a whole episode about that. But having enough fiber, protein, and fat in your meals will really allow you to smooth your blood sugar curve. And so you can get to the next meal without being starving in between. Okay. So last but not least, the third question is how many hours should you fast overnight? meaning how many hours should there be from your last bite of dinner until breakfast? And there's a lot we can get into about this topic of you know intermittent fasting, which is probably what came to mind when I said this question. We're not going to get into a bunch of the detail here, but I'm going to give you what you need to know when it comes to your gut and hormones. So daily, you should shoot for um, like a 12-hour fast. Meaning if you finish dinner at around seven, you fast up until 7 a.m. the next day when you have breakfast, which is really, really not that hard. I mean, if you finish dinner like two to three hours before bed, you really shouldn't have a problem maintaining a 12 hour overnight fast. And this is important, kind of like the you know reasoning for the last question. That's because you kind of want to let the serious housekeeping crew come in. So think about during the day in between your meals, you have like you know, the, the normal housekeeping crew come in and overnight you have like the serious, intense, like super charged housekeeping crew. 
um, and they need a full 12 hours to do all of the rest and repair. Um, so, you know, you don't have to get crazy about like, you know, the 16, 18 hour fasts. We'll talk about that as well, but just think about keeping a minimum of 12 hours and that really allows for the rest and repair to happen. And so if you want something after dinner, you can do, you know, an herbal tea, or you can do some sparkling water with some apple cider vinegar or lemon. And yeah, you really just want, you know, if you, you have two to three hours before bed, you really give your body a chance to digest all of the food. And that way overnight, you have those eight hours or however long you sleep to really, really repair. Like your gut is so, so, so important that we really want to give it that time to repair and regenerate because if not, it affects your entire body. And of course, there's times where, you know, there's days where you won't do an overnight fast and dinners, you know, like late dinners, things like that. Sometimes you just want a snack before bed. So don't stress out about it. You know, as with anything, as long as you're doing it most of the time, it's not that big of a deal if sometimes you don't have the fast. Like I've actually been going through a period where I kind of need and want something before bed, not like right before bed, but an hour before bed. And so I have it. I listen to my body and I ask myself, do I really feel like I need this? And is this going to help me sleep better because I have something in my stomach? So, so that's perfectly fine. As with anything, listen to your body. You know your body best. What I'm giving you is the information and the guidelines, but every time you know you listen to your body and you make the decision. Okay, so that is it for today. We covered fiber powders, which I love, and I will include some brand recommendations in the show notes. They are not sponsored. You'll always know if something is sponsored, but it is not. Um, we talked about spacing out your meals throughout the day and then the 12-hour fast overnight. So I really hope this is useful for you. And if it was, you can click follow on like the podcast page and you will be notified of the next mini cast that's going to come out. It's also going to cover tips for your gut, your hormones, your body and mind. Um, And yeah, thank you so much for tuning in today and I will see you guys next week. 